Hello, hello, Miss Outrageous. What's going on? What's going on? It's How you girl, outrageous. I'm just taking in the air, living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> just taking in the air, living your best life. <laughs> I can't take you. Well, if that's the case, I am living my best life too. I just had some nice <laughs> ice cold water. Creative Billy. Hello. Creative Billy. How are you doing? Hello. Can you hear us? Hey, creative. What up? Now he's acting. He's acting all shy. I know you like this sexy voice, <laughs> but you don't gotta be scared. <laughs> oh my God, you ain't gotta be scared. Remember when that was a bandwagon where everybody, everything someone said is, you ain't gotta be scared. Mm-hmm. Where the fact now go? it's so. <laughs> 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 I don't do that shit, by the way. No, mm-hmm. I don't do that shit, by the way. And that was that was really my that was really my first time fucking with it. I don't think I like it. Man, well, I just want to welcome everyone to the show. Happy twelfth episode. You are tuning into Cannabis and Chardonnay. Go on and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor Radio. RSS, you can find us pretty much anywhere. It's your girl, Trini, aka New Day, and my friend, shout out Creative Bully. Say something to the people. Yo, what up, what up, Mr. Boy, the Creative Bully, aka the Brown Skin Prince Hakeem with no semi solo host. Let's go. <laughs> I can't fucking take it. I don't even know what to say to that now. What? <laughs> outrageous. You better come on with the come on. It's a girl outrageous. You can find me everywhere. She just said also on Facebook, blowing up your timeline with outrageous shit. <laughs> and we got Mr. Tyler, the original in the building. How you doing? All right, go check out the website at twostylish.com immediately. We got a surprise on the way. Yay, yay. And then, of course, you know, she is newday.com. So today, we want to kind of address the newest bandwagon. I don't know if you guys have been hearing people talking about living their best life and being all close to people living their best life. And I just was like, what is up with that? And then, <laughs> outrageous, I saw a Facebook post that she made. <laughs> She's like, what? One more chick posting about their best life, I'm losing. So I felt like this would be a Like, who has heard about the whole best life situation? And how do y'all feel about that? Can I go first? Yes, please. <laughs> you guys know what to do. Light up your joint, pull your. Get into this. Okay, I'm going first because this is my best life shit. And I have a whole story behind it. This my best life shit fucked me up last weekend. I was talking to my baby sister and she was telling me about one of her friends. And she was like, you know, and she was getting abused by her dad and now she's like living in Miami, living her best life. (laughs) (laughs) I paused her for a second. I was like, what the fuck is up with everybody and this best life shit. She was like, well, you know, I read the book and 
it's about people like she and I who are actually, you know, coming out of things and getting in touch with reality and living our best life, sis. So don't knock it. Okay, cool. But then a couple of days later, I see every bitch in the city living her best life. She's on vacation living her best <laughs> oh life. God. She's at the welfare office living her best life. She's at the grocery store living her fucking best life. So <laughs> it just it fucked me up because I'm in my head like if you bitches just now started living your best life and you've been outside for about 20 years, bitch, something's wrong. I'm I'm gonna say extra prayer for you hoes that night. I, I <laughs> You mean to tell me you just started thinking about doing your best? <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just heard a bitch rap about it. Okay. And so that brings me to, I didn't know that they were saying it because they got it from one of this fucking bitch's songs. And then it really you? took me through the roof. You bitches needed another bitch to tell you how to live your best life? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Shit is fucked up out here. So now... I feel some kind of way. And the next bitch that lives her next best life on my fucking timeline is getting deleted. Because, <laughs> bitch, I can't relate to that. I've been living my best life since I could fucking talk. <laughs> A lot of these women are also getting this from three other people. And it's weird because I feel like it's an intergenerational concept, you know, of living your best life. But, like, I remember... It coming about from Joel Osteen. And this was mm-hmm. back in 2005. Joel Osteen had, you know, his whole book, um, mm-hmm. you know, Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life. But he deals with it from the spiritual aspect. So you're, you're working from the inside out. And I'm just really confused as to how we, were, how we go from working on ourselves from the inside out to, like you said, posting in the grocery store, posting and just kind of putting up a facade of what this best life looks like. But are you really living your best life? What do you think about that, Stylus? Well, I think that because it's correlated to selfies and, and all that outrageous stuff, it's like, I see it in the sense is they see their best lives through technology. I'm sorry, you have to elaborate on that for me. Fuck me up. When I say that, I mean, like, outrageous. I understand and I agree with what you're saying. Like, you should have been living your best life. But that I also understand through human behavior is that as kids, we know going to school, we know our parents always being there. We don't always know what it's like to be on our own. And some of us don't wake up until we're on our own. And then we realize, oh, now we can live our best life because we kind of are more self-aware. Yeah, I, I get that part. But what I don't get is how a bitch thinking that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas is living her best life. And that's the, techno- that's the technological part I was talking about, is that because we're so self- self-absorbed in our phones uh, that it's become a part of us that people feel like their best lives are lived through what they post because that's what the people who don't know their back history or their inner circle, that's all they know. So the rest of the world's going to be like, oh, they're living their best life, but they might, they may be depressed as fuck. Yeah. And write a letter about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
what do you think, creative? What's your thought on the whole bandwagon of living your best life? Um, I believe, like, yes, yesterday I was scrolling through um, Instagram and Facebook, and that was just, like, sick to my stomach. That's why I don't really post that much no more, because it's like mm-hmm. everybody is stuck in this cycle. And, like, I got, I got some friends that went on vacation. And they all the first I, I know what they're gonna do. They show the hotel room. <laughs> I'm like, yo, them whole hotel, hotel rooms is trash. Like it ain't nothing like you sleeping on a, a water, like a water float bed or something. It's a regular mm-hmm. bed with some pillows on it with some towels made into an elephant or something. It's the same thing. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> or they go into Miami, like who hasn't been to Miami? It's the same <laughs> cycle over yeah. and over. And I'm like, people are just like stuck in this is how life is. And like a lot of people don't dream bigger or, or want to be better because I see millionaires doing crazy extravagant stuff. So I feel like crazy posting some regular stuff. I want to be on that extravagant level. Exactly. And if mm-hmm. you're living your best life, it doesn't even necessarily mean that you're living extravagantly. It just means that you're in tune with yourself. And you're in tune with life. And respect in life and others and everybody around you. Like, everything good comes from good. So you know, if I'm sorry to cut you off. Continue. Go no, go ahead. No, I was saying, I'm glad that you gave such a holistic perspective in terms of, in a definition of it, because according to the Urban Dic- uh, Dictionary, I'm living my best life came from the Bachelor season fina- finale when Rachel Lindsay told Peter Cross that she made the right decision in saying goodbye to him. While sitting down with Chris Harrison, Peter apologized to Rachel for saying that a life without him would be mediocre. Rachel responded and told him that she's definitely not living a mediocre life. I'm living my best life, she says. And I have the clip of that because it's funny as fuck. Here we are. (laughs) Quick break. I'm living my best life. Quick break. She said, I'm living my best life, flipped the hair, honey, and turned and swiveled to the side. When I saw that, and then I read the definition, it's better. There is others. At the end of a sentence, declaring the actions you are doing are causing you to live your greatest life possible. 2A is, it's a popular phrase used on young men, I'm sorry, on young women's social media especially those who consider themselves hip and trendy. And I said, hmm, is used on young women's social media. And then I said, where are they getting that? Because I'm young, but I'm not posting about my best life on social media all day. So how can you deem that? So I did a little bit more digging. And once again, it kept bringing me back to Joe Osteen and his book. Did anybody read mm-hmm. that he had? No, I didn't. Nope. Okay, so Joe. I Olsen. have the book. I did not read the book. It's actually a really good book, and I read it in the in the what in the Christmas of um in the winter of two thousand and five and six. I had got it as a gift, and like I was watching his sermons a lot on TV, and I was really really trying to like better myself because I was not living my best life whatsoever. (laughs) And so to me, I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. Like, I'm going to be honest. I grew up 
in an age where we didn't have social media like that. It wasn't prevalent and it wasn't that strong. Like it wasn't a, a, a huge part of our life like it is now. And like back in the day, you actually did have to have proof on some shit. So it's like if you were someplace and there were at least two or more witnesses, don't even <laughs> people gonna be like, How are you living your best life talking about you was here or there? And dude, I just was at your house the other day. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got right of shit. Like we would have got roasted, you know what I mean? And it's like it's really interesting. So I got into, you know, and he was talking about the whole concept of the book was strengthening your faith so that you can start to manifest your dream life. But the fact of the matter is most people, like you said, creative, they don't know what their dream life is. They think their dream life is going to the club on the weekend and being able to buy a, the bar out or order bottle service. Or they feel like... Yeah, they feel like living their dream life is, you know, basically having the material things, being able to buy anything and everything. But like, I remember working at a financial uh, firm and we used to give clients this test, right? They used mm-hmm. to ask them, if you had a million dollars right now, I need you to allocate this. Here's a worksheet, right? Allocate how you would spend this million dollars. Most people, the dream life they mapped out was about 75000 so everything that you ever wanted to do, your biggest aspiration could be covered for in a year and a $75,000 yearly salary. And that included whole, whole uh, organic groceries and um, health insurance. What about for children? They didn't factor in children, but the people who had children, you just want to double that number. You know what I mean? Because you, you're now thinking it's another life, another individual life. Um, and it really cost about Thirteen to eighteen thousand dollars to raise a kid from the time they're born to the time they're eighteen years old per year. Um, most people haven't factored in what their dream number is, what their dream life looks like, and and that's what kind of got me stirred up because I'm like, people, you're, it's so redundant now that it's no longer special. You know what I mean? Living your best life means being excited about the life God has given you. It means believing for more good things in the days ahead. You know, instead of like thinking about what you have that the next person doesn't have or you trying to get what the next person has to prove that you're in or popular or hip like that other comment made. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I I agree. I feel like everything is just showing (laughs) off now. Like Mm -hmm. it's not a lot of it's not a lot of people that's trying to progress as a human race. It's just. I got to show off more than the next person. Exactly. And I think yeah. sometimes a lot of this is a distraction because we're living our best life, but pro, pro, pro. through technology. Yeah, but police brutality is still prevalent. We're living our best life, but Harvey Weinstein is still walking around. Yeah, he had to turn himself in, but this dude, do you think they're going to take down every movie that he has been involved with like they did for all of the, the black people? Like, do you think we can take down all the Lord of the Rings and all these different things? No. So how are we living our best life when people like that are able to be free? How are we living our best life? You know why they're not going to do that? (laughs) Because (laughs) 
he was living his best life when he did all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And I'm like, let's deal with that because people are always talking about what the good life is. And creative, I really do want to elaborate even more on what she was talking about in terms of rich people's t- idea of their best life versus non-rich people's and, idea of and, their best and life. And as we get into that, I was also going to say, like, fortunate but unfortunate, you know, at mm-hmm. the same time, shout out to Cardi B, because what's the name of her album? Invasion of Privacy. And she has a song you called know what I mean? Her Best and Life. Right now we're in a Orwellian state where privacy is really, it's just an it's an idea, but mm-hmm. the manifestation and process shows and point that privacy is kind of voided now that you're getting all these elements of people getting leaked, hacked, and mm-hmm. photos leaking, people getting exposed, and people trying to quote unquote live their best life through hashtags or through, you know, pictures and stuff like that. It's like we are doing what? Google just got busted on uh, um, their UK database mm. of servicing, I believe it was between two to four like billion people's information or million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, come on, people, we're giving, we're feeding the beast. We're feeding the engine that's accumulating our data for this new age of artificial intelligence. And that's living our best life is through the manipulation of the material world, like you guys were talking about. Is in the oh, it's it's like what are we in competition for? We're not supposed to necessarily we're supposed to live our best life, but our best life in in Christ Jesus, the Messiah. That's my belief, you know. And, and the process right now is showing that the world is absorbing itself and less of God. Well, let's hear what Cardi B has to say about it and her best Because I'm curious. I'm living my best life. I'm living my best life. Made a couple M's with my best friend. Made a couple M's with my best friend. Beat makes me want to box. I'm sorry, I got I gotta pause this. Wait, wait, wait. Do we no. have to listen to that shit? No, we don't. <laughs> kind of like I thought she talking about like I used to Living be her best life, right? and doing she's like I'm like back at belly pop and killing niggas whoa 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 I wasn't ready Cardi B oh uh Travi McCoy because I believe that that first song was the 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 spark for the generations that we live in now where uh, uh I want to be a billionaire oh so, so freaking, freaking bad, bad. yeah that's what I him and Mars and it's like Going back to creative thought process, what do rich what do rich people's dreams look like? Like like what is that? What's the difference between a rich man's best life and a poor man's best best life? Creative from your perspective, you know, because you sparked that thought in me, like in terms of wow, it's true. People who 
are wealthy, they their best life looks different. They are under different pressure to maintain that. What are your thoughts on that, creative? I think the richer you are, the more you want to be normal. Mm. Like a lot of like I was talking to my cousin and we were talking about uh, why rich people are on so many drugs and they abuse more. They abuse uh, like substances just as much as the poor people do. Mm-hmm. And the poor people do it because uh, they get away from the, the pain and agony and the stuff they're feeling. And the rich people do it for the same reason, but they got all the money and resources. So I forgot where I was going with this. What their best life looks like and what how it's different from ours. Yeah, they're all right. I guess when when you got all the money, your best life is the material things. But then when you get all the material things you can get, you just want to be normal again. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have to hang with a certain group of people because you can't really hang with the poor people because they gonna want you for money. Mm-hmm. So their best life should be like she was saying when she said like uh, being in tune with yourself and all that. Mm-hmm. That should, I guess, that should be the best life, but they can't get to that point or something like that. So creative, would it be almost like like what I get from what you're saying? In the sense, is like the the duality, the parallels of um, uh, economics versus classism. Yeah, you know, classism is more of like a lifestyle mm-hmm. and, and an approach. Whereas economics is just how you balance your money. Yeah, 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 yeah. And most people are mismanaging. Most their people, money. Are, yeah. So rich and poor is really a statement, just for I guess. I think it's a distraction, like those two words, because when you really break those down, what it's really about, it's really about the overall value of life. Because I've met rich people who go to the laundry mat and. <laughs> fucking do the laundry in the laundromat because I've met people who value more time than they do uh, what do you call it um, as objects mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean like material like really like think of, I've thought about that and I've, I've, I've worked with people who have lots of money who would rather uh, explore their financial opportunity on their their desires and their dreams, their dreams mm-hmm. more so than the material world of just keeping up with uh, ideals and, and crowds. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's really deep how you how you broke it down and how it's broken down. So I I see that. I think we all need to be taught like a holistic point of view about life too, and not just best life, making a lot of money and. It's like, because if you have a lot of money, but you have no health, you're, you're rich, but you're not living your best life. There's no if you're rich, but yeah. you, like he said, if you, ha- if you have people around you who you can't trust, you're mm-hmm. still not living your best life. And it's like, I put on a book back in 2005, too. Um, and her book was called Live Your Best Life. Um, that's why I wanted to speak to the intergenerational perspective, because the millennials think living your best life is popping bottles, traveling, you know, going here and there. But, you know, the the older generation, you know, people who are not millennials or they're in their their baby boomers or whatever the case may be, their best life is learning about how to eat the right foods again, how to exercise properly, 
you know, how to be more active so that they can stay around and hang out with their grandchildren. Like, that's their best But life. even the, the emotional side of some people just want to feel happy or consistent in their happiness. Some people just... But is life supposed to be that way? Let's think about that. Is life supposed to be all about roses and feeling happy and good all the time? Like, no. Are we out of balance as a society where yes. people don't know how to be sad and everybody, if you're sad, then you're depressed? Because depression is way different than sadness. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, shit's not always going to be rosy every day. So how do we deal with not being happy every day if that's not what life is really about? Well, then you break down what is life about? You know, it's like, to me, like, life has basic principles. Let's talk about... <laughs> That all goes into remembering your humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. Yes. People don't remember where they came from and, and how easy it is to lose everything. Exactly. So they take everything for granted and mm-hmm. they think that every small thing looks bigger than what it is to everyone else. So that makes them better than you. Let me tell you something. I had students come visit me this weekend. You know, I, it really put some things into perspective for me about myself. I'm a homebody for the most part. All I really need is a nice, comfortable environment, good food, and having people around me that I genuinely love. If I have those components, damn it, I'm living my best life. Now, mind you, my siblings are much younger than I am, so to them... They were living their best lives because they were at the top pool parties this past holiday weekend. They went to the best concerts, you know, but then I asked them, well, how was it? They were like, oh, it was just so crowded. There was so many people. <laughs> couldn't but on social media and their, their freaking Snapchat, Snapchat, they're like, yeah, we're having the best time of our life. And I'm just kind of like, OK, but if I take it back to what I was doing with my Saturday to me, I say to, you know, my significant other, I'm like, you know what, we work hard. So I went, I got myself some lobster, some filet mignon, some shrimp, some vegetables, and we grill and I sit on my pool, my little floaty thing and my glass of champagne and I fucking float around in my pool and I eat my fine food and damn it to me, that's living my best life. I don't need to be out and about and half of that, half of that didn't go on any of my social media channels. You know what I mean? inside you should creative what does your best life look like my best life my best life would be having enough uh, I need I need at least enough money in the bank to be comfortable to pay my bills Mm -hmm. but I don't need I don't need no fancy car I just need like a little Kia that's good on gas (laughs) I feel you (laughs) I just want to be free. Like, my best life is being free. Free to do what I want. I don't have to clock in. I don't have to get up for nothing. And yes. I could just go talk and mingle with my friends, go have, eat at a restaurant, come home, and and that's it. Like, the best people I see, the people that so-called live in their best life that I see are those mm-hmm. people that are, like, minimalist and mm-hmm. those people who travel the world in, like, a van. Like, if you follow them people on Instagram who travel the world in a van... Yep. Yo, they are so happy. They just explain just looking at nature and just that's it. You know, I I've always wanted to do that. Just like travel the world and journal about it and film about it and meet cool people. 
mm-hmm. you know, it, but you get tricked into the facade of having to have money to survive. Right. Like that, that facade of security, like I know security is real and I know that, you know, being prudent is necessary in life. Um, we have to be, we have to be concerned with what's wrong our choices today will help with that right but uh-huh. I remember one time like I was working for a company the last time I worked for a company was in 2016 and she took a month off to go to a silent retreat right and I remember thinking to myself damn I wish I could just have enough money to her off from having a clock in and, and get up early and go run another person's company like I had that prayer in my heart and like months later I ended up quitting and I didn't know what where my money was going to come from I didn't know any of that but I just remember telling myself like this has to be possible I know I'm not the only person who's unhappy with their position and you have to eventually take that leap to say I'm not happy and I can't stay in this any longer I have to make some changes and manifest some things and and I did that. I took like a good two weeks to just sleep and rest and, and, and started to kind of shape what I wanted my day to look like. And soon after that, I started getting clients out of nowhere. And mm. so I, I had to start a business, you know what I mean? And I had to get on it and start doing my own shit. And it was a great feeling. It was a really, really great feeling. And it's still a great feeling. But I remember once the veil came off and I wasn't afraid of, well, I don't have a check coming in I don't know what that's gonna look like I know I got bills coming in I know that I like to smoke my cannabis I know that I like to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it you know what I mean and I I just kind of scrunched at the the idea of oh my gosh the security is going to be gone but I've never felt so more secure knowing now that no God kind of is my provider and I'm floating along in this thing but I'm learning what the best life really looks like. Cause if you strip clubs and parties and bring it back to like the eighties and nineties, what do we have conversation, which means you had to have a fucking personality. You and had information, you had to know shit. So all the information you got, you had to read a book. And unfortunately the smart people have never been the most popular, but like, I always had a few nerd friends, which you think about that outrageous. I'm like, did we lose her? No, I'm here. Oh, I'm like, what is your take on what your best life looks like for you? Because you're my, a parent of five ki- to five kids. My best life for me looks like finishing raising them and watching them walk up, every single one of them walk across the stage and graduate from college, not just even though, oh, whatever it is that they want, because I'm really not a believer in the whole college thing. Mm-hmm. but I just want them to be happy my best life is making them happy like I'm not doing anything right if they're not smiling and that's really just the way that I feel about it I, I, other things that I do are not even for me so I can't really say my best life is watching them live theirs. so if I could really teach them how to live their best life really get them ready for the world really show them something that they've never seen before, that's going to be me living my best life. I don't really see all the rest of the shit that these these people see because it's not just me. I'm not even thinking about just me. 
Amen to that. Stylist, what does your best life look like? Waking up and being me. Waking up, being me, and being of service with whom God directs into my life. And and because I, I, I hold some values where I just, I mean, I know what it's like to have money being being around a lot of money and I know the scenario of not having money and I can say having a balanced financial support system has been in addition to my best life for being me but I've felt most free while having less they say that they say that when you have less you can you enjoy life more, you know. I just like you know what I mean. Less is it? Oh, you just like it's scenarios. Like I appreciate. I've been homeless before, plenty of times growing up, and I've experienced what it's like to you know sleep outside and things like that. And knowing that you can still shower, knowing that you can still eat, mm-hmm. use the restroom, travel. But you're just not worried. And you still can dress well, mm-hmm. but you're just not worried about all that other stuff. You're really looking for good conversation. Pretty much. Because the world is so fucking scattered with the internet. It is. Everybody thinks living their best life is being a part of a Love & Hip Hop episode. It, yes. It, it's a toy. And them bitches are not living their best life. They're the most unhappy bitches ever. But that's and I think culture. about that. Let's look, Can we talk about that for a little bit? Because you know, I watch these shows and sometimes I'm like, why the fuck am I sitting here watching this? But I really look at it from a human behavioral science point of view because I don't understand how they have these contracts and still get airtime when they're volatile and they're plotting against each other and they're constantly fighting. How are they getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, to do this? And it shows them deteriorating from our eyes. They just showed last night they fired Tommy. Yeah, I saw that. And what pissed me off the most about it was that rap Amy had something to fucking even say at all. No, it wasn't like bad and all, but the bitch, you just said something. And why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> and it, it, it's, it's just shit. It's reality TV. So, like in real life, that's how these people act. Like, no, everything is not what's going on. They script some of it. They make scenes. But who they are being is like, who the fuck they are for real? They're not acting like Cardi's really that fucking messy. That bitch is really that fucking fat. What's the Tokyo? These bitches are really who the fuck they are. And so it fucks with me that they're really that fucking stupid for real. And that's stupid. And and bitch, you really think that it's cool to open up your mouth and say something about somebody with all that fake shit that you put on your body, with that fucking sex tape that you put out, with all the way that you exploited yourself for a fucking dollar on TV? You really think it's okay to say something about somebody, bitch? You think them titties got you looking like you're living your best life? Yeah, when these young girls see there though, you know, they some of them think that the sex tape is their way in the game. Look at all these young women being exposed. Poor Tierra Marie, 
you know, was having a private moment, got hack. exposed. You know what I mean? She and hack. and people who should be living their best life because they're they're millionaires are exploiting her. Like Fifty Cent, like retweeted that or republished that out to his followers, and it's like, dude, you don't you have all this money? Don't you have things better to do right now? Well, he's bored because I, now he has all that money and he don't have shit to do. So it goes to say that living your best life is more than just money and exactly. having a body. You know what that reminds me of? The movie Arthur. Uh-huh. Remember, did he live in Manhattan? Yeah. And he, he had all the money in the world because he was a part of a wealthy family. But he would spend his days getting up and he would spend his days drunk. Yep. Until he finally met love and met a conversation that helped him see outside of his world that he resonated with. So do you think a lot of people in order to, well, not a lot of people, but in order to really live your best life, love has to be introduced. So a lot of these people I believe may so. be missing the love. Right, the right form of love. Because the right form of love has a breakdown. You know what I mean? It's not just through gestures or courting. It's, it's a value in enduring and time span psychological changes between two different beings. Men and women are different. Women are of the moon essence, men are of the sun essence. And if the moon and the sun in our atmosphere is off balance, earth is, is rattled. Mm -hmm. The sun and the moon balance the earth and that's what men and women are with one another, but the ideas of the world fuck with us because it's always on and we allow it. So it always feeds us information that we don't naturally desire, but we discover and then subconsciously take with us. Well, that was deep as fuck. No. <laughs> no, I agree with it, but it's like, it's like the world is not thinking about that. That's why no, I, I get so triggered. I get so triggered, like like we were talking about, like I said, when when these bad these bandwagons just start, and it's like people, like we're not living our best life, and if we are, then we should not be perpetuating a lot of the bullcrap that's being perpetuated because we're obviously looking at a lot of these people and coveting one another. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what a lot about stuff is about covetousness. To see whose life is better. Well, you see Hollywood like secure they, the bag. I hate yeah. that saying. Like yeah. that's another. <laughs> like, I, I hate that shit too. Secure the bag. The goal is to secure the bag. Well, damn it! If it, if I have to kill, steal, and destroy to get the fucking bag, is secure the bag First the off, mission? A, like, a man come on. is supposed to be secure before he gets the bag. That's what I've learned. Yeah. I, have, I have watched people before me who were secure as men, mm -hmm. and then they worked the bag. They created the bag, then they moved the bag how they wanted the bag to be moved because they were already secure because money comes and goes. But I hate when I'm hearing people say that. Secure the bag. Yes, bitch. It's no, trendy. fuck the haters and get your money. No, focus on your character. <laughs> the, we need to have different statements. What do y'all think about the whole secure the bag? Let's get into that. You know, I just, I hate everything that comes from a bandwagon. <laughs> like, I don't say that shit or I'm about, I'm chasing. I just hate certain shit. Like, how stupid do you sound saying I'm chasing that bag? 
you're fucking grown. Mm. Go to work. Like, why the fuck do you have to say that? And why do you think that it looks cute? Because you heard some rap bitch say it. Or some mm-hmm. whack-ass rap nigga. And I, you know, it just irritates my soul when people jump on that shit. That's why that best... To be totally honest, everything that somebody copies and everybody's saying it now pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Maybe it shouldn't, but it just really does because I just... It fucks me up how bad people can be themselves. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Secure the bag. It's creating a culture of facade because everybody's always got to be doing they got something. bitches that are making less than minimum wage thinking that's fresh because they fucking can say that they're chasing the bag. No, bitch, you need to be striving for a whole lot more. How do you feel about getting a bag? <laughs> getting a bag. <laughs> no. I'm the same way. I, uh, I hate every saying that ever came out. <laughs> like and there's, yo there's this dude like his whole vocabulary is all these catchphrases and it's the most annoying thing I ever seen in my life <laughs> like ugh. but it's like the uh man these celebrities people worship these celebrities like whatever they mm-hmm. say or do like the Balenciagas you seen them joints they look like a, a moon boot shoe I don't Man, even know. are ugly. I fucking hate them. I was like a like a That's like Yeezys. Yeezys are fucking ugly too. Yeah, they're terrible. And it's like I feel like oh, did y'all see the? There was a Balenciaga. All right, it's like a a white tee, right? But it's blue, like a regular tee. Then they got a a button up long sleeve, and it's like they tacked it on front of the t shirt. Y'all seen that? Oh my god! Wow, it's twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> Mm-mm. Like I feel like all these brands are getting celebrities and they just trolling everybody to see how how ridiculous they can get and sell out. Pretty much. You can sell anything you want if you put a catchphrase on it. Man. If somebody raps about it, it's gonna make a million dollars. Unfortunately, like this is crazy. We're in dresses. Um because Kanye was like, it's cool wearing skirts. He is pants under no. it. Have you heard a teenage kid running around going, Percocet, Molly Percocet? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yes, they got to rap about it and it's going to be cool. That's just, well. That nigga said, sipping on some scissor. Sipping on some scissor. Everybody's a fucking codeine head now. And don't forget about future. <laughs> oh, don't talk about future. That's the that's the dude's fathers out here. Percocet. Molly Percocet. Yeah, get the fuck lost. <laughs> I just remember the days where doing drugs wasn't cool. And it was like Exactly. If you said this shit, they'd be get the fuck out of here, you crackhead. Like it was never cool, it and was now cool in the in the seventies. No, I'm talking about in hip hop culture per se, because oh. we knew the epidemic of what was going on in our community for the most part, and so it wasn't as glorified. And over time, you know, it's just it's become yeah, a. It used boom. to be. It used to be a bad thing. Remember? Yep, that's what I'm saying. I think it was, we do, man, we do, we do a lot of stuff. 
<laughs> well, not that it was illegal. It's just we saw what it was doing to people, and I think pharmaceuticals are pushing these fucking songs. <laughs> yeah, they are. Little, I was watching this interview with J. Cole and Little Pump, and Little Pump said how like he has started. He's only seventeen, and he's talked about how he had started smoking weed at fourteen, and then eventually, you know, he got into other stuff, and then he started rapping. So he started rapping between fifteen and seventeen. And J. Cole's like, really? And he's like, you blew up that quick? And then when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, he, he came from suburbia. That's all they do is just mm-hmm. get high off their parents' meds. But now they're making money off of that. And it's like they think because they're making money from it that it's not bad anymore. And I think that's where these bandwagons are birthed is because people are seeing people who wouldn't otherwise have that kind of success in the real life world where you have to actually mm-hmm. gain knowledge and use wisdom and, and, and work your way up to into something. They're seeing people prosper off of the stupidity. And so I think that's a lot of the reasons why they hop on these bandwagons too is because it helps them to feel better about what their life isn't. Sounds like confidence issues. Or they just fuck me up because they're not listening. If they're really listening to music, <laughs> they're not listening to the rules. <laughs> <laughs> they got whole songs about how to not get high. <laughs> Real talk. And I mean, it's just like, I don't understand how people could just, but that's where we live. They want to keep us high. We, mm-hmm. I think we talked about this before. Um, um, New Day when we're saying they want to keep us high and fucked up so we can't see that they're trying to control us. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's why I'm like this whole trending, living our best life thing. How can we as a world be living our best life when each week we're seeing the police brutality, when we're seeing rapists walk free, everybody's under the microscope. Our president is trying to freaking incite a race war and kids are hooked on drugs shooting up their schools. The president's like, trying to start a race war. He's already turning our kids gay because it's all over the TV. He's doing it on purpose. Man. And not that I have anything against the gays. Please, you bitches don't get offended. <laughs> you're mad. I don't have anything against the fucking gays. But you motherfuckers know you're going to hell with spinners on. Oh, but Lord. That's, that's nothing for me to discuss today. We'll discuss that another day. But I don't hate y'all. I love y'all to death. Some of my favorite family members are gays. But y'all know that shit is wrong. You know you ain't supposed to be teaching the kids that shit. And that's what the government is doing. They put it all over the TV. They fucking your kids up. They want them to be gangsters. They want them to be robbers. They want them to be killers. They want them to be faggots. And they want them to be doing all of that while they're living their best fucking life. <laughs> How long are you really mad, son? <laughs> the views and opinions do not. <laughs> no, I think that's the beauty of our show is because the world is made up of people with different opinions, and I'm never afraid or or ashamed of anybody else having a different opinion from me. That I think that's the beauty of this show is that each of us have different views on things, and and it's a safe place to express it because people are having these conversations. They really are. We're just sharing a light on some of the things that we think, you know, we look and see and that make things that make me go, hmm. You know what I mean? When I, like I said, when I look at the world and I take a step back and I'm just like, hmm, I wonder what other people 
how they think and feel about these things. And so I always want this to be a safe place. We all have different views and we don't feel as strongly, you know, but we all are able to come together and give our views on what we think. And I think our president is definitely, you know, doing some things right now that we've been away in the beginning of the new population control. Population control is real. Um, yeah, the, and he's generating the beginning of it right now. Which is why I think we need to wake up. We need to wake up on so many things and everybody needs to stop hopping on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and listening to the Pied Piper who is, you know, playing that song, leading them. You know what bandwagon they need to jump on? What? They need to start watching MTV. Pay attention to those fucking commercials. Listen, I'm so fucking serious. If they're paying attention to anything, have you guys ever paid attention to the commercials on BET? We don't really show you where they show you that people are on the train or different places, and they all start getting gassed and fogged up, and they start showing you how they're generating martial law, and they're starting it over. It's like the beginning of the fucking Holocaust. If they want to be paying attention to some shit, pay attention to those subliminals. Go mm-hmm. online and look up those fucking stations that they got set up for you motherfuckers. And those fucking trains with shackles and fucking handcuffs on them that is supposed to be for your fucking safety. But they're not, bitch. Look into mm-hmm. that. Live your best life as you scroll down the fucking internet and read mm-hmm. that, bitch. That's interesting. I, I knew they had the coffins and stuff that the in the FEMA camps, but the trains and the handcuffs, oh my God. I don't even want to imagine a world that way. It's like, is that where we're show you in the commercials how it's gonna fucking happen? Mm. Predictive it's supposed to be a joke, but they're showing you exactly how it's gonna happen. It's the beginning of the whole new fucking Holocaust. And that is it's what we not Jews now, it's colors. <laughs> the others of the world that's true that's why i'm like people if anything we need to take a step back really ask ourselves am i living my best life better yet what does the best life look like for me and it may not be popping bottles in the club it may not be you know going to college or it may just be Buying a car and having your, you know, dream home and relationship. I don't know. Find out what your best life looks like for you. But yes. go out and live that best life and stop posting about it on social media. Yes. Because we're all living your best life. Somewhere. <laughs> somewhere right now. Somewhere right now. There's a bitch running around her house with a stop and shop bag, putting her kids some clothes in it so she could drop them off at Nana's house so she could go suck some dick. That's not living your best life. Bitch. Oh my God. That's not living your best life, bitch. Yo, you know, my, my best life is Will Smith's Instagram. For <laughs> <laughs> real, though, he be having some motivational stuff. For real, like, he he's the epitome, right, for a lot of people because he lives what we think is a good life, but I'm sure there's some skeletons in that closet locked away mm-hmm. and that we don't know. He has to stress the fuck out. Him and all mm-hmm. his boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, outrageous <laughs> <not> the questions. <laughs> no, so 
I just thank y'all for rocking with us. It's episode 12. I am happy to let y'all all know that we will be going partially live, meaning Stylus and I will be live in the studio. And of course, you know, if you want us to plug you in creative, you're welcome to be on camera and outrageous you are as well. So y'all will be tuning into us live on our YouTube channel. And it'll also be streamed on the website, cannabisandchardonnay.com. It's your girl, Sin. Check me out at sheisnewday.com. Let the people know how they can find you, darling. It's your girl, Outrageous. You can find me on Facebook, Dorothy Watley, a.k.a. Petty Politics, OutrageousThoughtsAndQuestions.com. You can find me everywhere you find cannabis and Chardonnay. Create bully. Yo, y'all, look me up, man. Google me, creativebully.media, and say something to me. <laughs> <laughs> to stylus. Well, I think I mean, all over the web at to stylus, T-O-S-T-Y-L-I-S.com. And also, don't forget to check out my Pandora radio station, which is Stylus Radio. Hey. <laughs> well, y'all, he thank you. Has, he also well, has several YouTubes. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of good music, a lot of good projects. All of us do. So check all of us out. We thank you for supporting us and coming back each week to hear what we got going on, what we're talking about. And next week, who knows what we'll be talking about. Who knows this much? We are going to start having guests in the month of June. Um, I've been thinking about the whole LGBT, transgendered, transracial, all these different trans things, things, things. So we're going to have a few uh, experts on to talk with us about a lot of these issues. So I hope y'all will just keep rocking with us mm-hmm. in uh, what we're trying to do here in this world. Everyone have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.